You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, everybody? It's your host, your boy, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. And yet, we have another awesome independent creator unfortunately homie's partner couldn't be on today but today we're gonna answer the question what if bigfoot knew karate is it on that bruce lee level would he leave a big ass chest imprint on you with that bigfoot we don't know there's only one person that can answer that question right now it's the incomparable the amazing the one and only Dan Price, what up, kiddo? How you doing? What's up, Al? How you doing today, bud? All right, brother. Thanks for uh, coming on, sharing some time. I'm sorry, Casey couldn't be on, but that don't matter, bro, because I already see your energy. You're all about this. <laughs> you want to talk about energy? I just ran down since we last talked 15 seconds ago. Ran downstairs, unlocked the front door, ran back up so my wife could get <laughs> in and without knocking on the door while we're in the middle of all this. So, energy. Yeah, what a good baby. husband. What a good husband. He's going to let his wife in the house while he's I know, right? What, what a great guy. It's maybe not metal award-winning uh, performance, but, you know, I do like her. <laughs> I got to keep her. So here we go. <laughs> I love it. Dan, how are you today? Thanks for taking some time today to talk about the greatness of Bigfoot Nose Karate. What's popping? Oh, man, I am having a good day. I am excited about this book. That's for sure. I've got uh, October 13th. We hit Kickstarter and uh, bringing something different to the table. That's for definitely for sure. Um, yeah, I'm just stoked. I'm happy to be here. Like my friend Greg Callip always said, I'm just plum happy to be here. Plum happy. Let, let's that's talk right. about some plums right now. Some yeah. And the life of Mr. Dan Price. So let's talk about a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and then how you even got attracted to, to this fandom. Sure. Um I am. I live in Austin, Texas. I'm married. I got two kids, um, mortgage, two car, car notes, the usual thing. Uh, I got into doing comics in uh, 2007. I was. Uh, I did my very first comic. It was called Latex Avenger. He had a sidekick named Spermicidal Foam Lad. And together, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, and then together they repel crime 99.9% of the time. So oh, uh, that was my first book I did. I did about seven issues of that. And then... Uh, Got picked up by a company called Hound Comics to do more of a PG-13 scaled back version of that book. Uh, it was called Masters of the Obvious. You had characters like Dr. Biclops. He's got two eyes. The Visible Woman. You can't miss her. You know, shit like that. LeBron, the Snapping Turtle. Don't make him snap. You wouldn't like him when he snaps. <laughs> and uh, they flew around in a toaster, you know, through space called the USS Screensaver. They fought like the Puggalos and the My Little Jabronis and all hey. sorts of bullshit. So... Did that. Uh, then we got Bon and I, the guy I worked on that book with, uh, we got recruited to do a thing for the Stan Lee Foundation called Excelsior-ish, The Uphill Adventures okay. of a Boy Named Stanley. And that project was like, kind of supposed Stan Lee as a little kid having to deal with the neighborhood bully and all that shit. And it was fun. It was great. I mean, it was I never worked on a Youth 7 project before. First all time, right. last time, it was fun. I enjoyed it. But <laughs> I found other things. 
Uh, I'd rather do something with a guy wearing a rubber on his head or, you know, a Bigfoot putting it, stopping a mud hole up your ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, but you need some adult shit going on. I don't know this kitty flavor. I guess yeah, Wait, you guys, this you know, is not a G family show, folks. Well, here's the thing. You know, I look, I like to, you know, I'm a writer. I'm co-writing this one with Casey Allen, uh, but I'm a writer, you know, and uh, the um, and so as a writer, you want to stretch yourself. I've written plays. I've written short stories. I've written plays. Yeah, really? so, yeah I've, I've written a play. Wait, exactly. How long have you been writing for, kid? What's going on here? Oh, man, I've been writing since, well, I got a degree in English uh, with creative writing influence and a graphic design uh, and, and my minor in studio art and graphic design. So I, uh, I work as, by day, I work as a graphic designer, creative director, uh, but I've been writing for, I don't know, years I, I did, but the play it was written entirely in movie quotes. So you had like shit like the, you know, the Godfather <laughs> and Zoolander mixed with like Gandhi, you know, all oh, to make one story. It was crazy. I'll send you the YouTube link if you want to check it out. It's fun. Please, um, please. I'll add yeah, it, it was to like this a 20 minute so show. Love it. 20 minute show. Just laugh your ass off funny. Um, but Bigfoot, man, I mean, that's what we're here to talk about. And that's like, that's absurd to the absurd, and I love absurd. You know, I mean, you. Why do you hear- love Bigfoot so much? But is, is, I don't. Is, is, I, just, I got. I want to know though. Is it the size of his foot? Is it, is is it true what they say? I don't know. Um, you know what? It's not the size of his foot. It's the size of his heart, Al. Hey, the size of his heart. You know, and I think that's what <laughs> makes our Bigfoot a lot different than other Bigfoots you might see. Yeah, he does karate, but he's a very compassionate soul who's lonely and isolated and uh now but has more has more freaking firepower in his uh, fists and feet than anybody out known to man you know and uh you know i want you to think of it like godzilla versus kong meets kill bill that's the best i can tell you because not only do you have a bigfoot you've also got a cthulhu and that's oh. what we're dealing with here. It's Bigfoot Nose Karate versus Kung Fu Thulu, the match of the ages that you never knew you needed to see. That's what we're bringing here to the table. Oh, man. So are yeah. you trying to decide which is the stronger of the two? Is it Kung Fu or Karate? Uh, you know, I think it's more of cryptid versus cryptid. You know, I think that, you know, <laughs> I think that the, uh, you know, the idea of being able to take a Bigfoot and put it next to a Cthulhu and say, you know, fight, you know, and make that happen. Uh, it's a video kind of, game everybody wants but never knew. <laughs> that never knew, you know, and that's the thing about this book, man. It's uh, it, it it you think you know what it's mean, what it is. Bigfoot knows karate. We spell it out there pretty pretty plainly, but you've got it's an action adventure. It's psychological thriller. It is you know yeah. this world and that. It <laughs> is a and it is if you like a Tarantino film, you're gonna you know and the. And just the, the brutal violence of that, it's there. If you want something that has deep philosophy, it's there. Now, I wouldn't say this is for the whole family. Like, I would definitely not let my, you know, six-year-old kid that I don't have, you know, read <laughs> the book. But my 17-year-old kid, he's been standing over my shoulder the whole time going, more blood here. You know, so, uh, you know. Nice. Yeah. So, t- talk about Bigfoot, the early origins of why Bigfoot. Okay. Um, well, you heard some of the other characters that I've done. Latex Avenger, Kosher the Pig, Man- a man of <laughs> the Kaiju Pot Monster. Uh, wait, second- wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm a wee head myself. The Kaiju Pot Monster. Manibus. What, what is this? The Manibus. Manibus, Manibus the Kaiju Pot oh, Monster. 
Yeah, oh, shit, bro. that's real, dude. <laughs> that's real. Yeah, you um, <laughs> don't make me start seeing this stuff on the next time I smoke, bro. Don't do. Yeah, that right. You'll be lucky if you do. So I'm gonna call uh, you, damn you, motherfucker! I, you I motherfucker, what have you done to me? You know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I love crazy characters, man. I love and it. Bigfoot was supposed to be originally going to be a comic book or going to be a uh, going to be a, a comedy. It was going to be, you know, he this this lone sad Bigfoot living in the Pacific Northwest, isolated, you know, can't take it anymore. And I never actually explained all of this on a podcast, so I'm going to go deep with you here for a minute. Go he deep, jumps, go deep. Yeah, he, 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 he just jumps off. Yeah, uh, he just jumps <laughs> off the cliff and just ends it all only to wake up in a in a uh, in a, like a, a temple with this master who trains him up. And he has to become, and he goes and uh, he trains them up amongst the other class of kids. And he, uh, there's one other kid in the class who is, uh, who is against him and they battle and, you know, Bigfoot takes him out. So that guy beat, kills the master and blows up the temple. And so Bigfoot goes through this, you know, this cane from Kung Fu, like, you know, thing where he has to wander the world looking for that guy. Right. And he ends up in like Plano, Texas, working at a corn dog on a stick doing junior college. <laughs> really fucking, you know, just hard right, dude. Just went nuts Jesus off the rails. Nice. Um, I that was years ago. I mean, that was like 2013, 15, somewhere around there that I was playing with that idea. I didn't do anything with it. In 2018, 2017, I started sketching this the look that you see for the Bigfoot nose karate that you see now. And when that artwork started happening, the story changed. No longer was it a uh, was it a uh, um, no longer was it a, a comedy. It was I, I I could feel the pathos with the character. I could feel his loneliness. There was something about him, you know. I mean, if you were the only Bigfoot in the world who and you had no connection to anyone, how would how would that work with your psyche? And that's a real big question that we tackle in this um, in this story here and Bigfoot knows karate. And so, if you can't see a Bigfoot. Uh, you know, one of the things I've learned doing research on this, because I watched a bunch of podcast or uh, podcast uh, documentaries, nobody's ever seen a Bigfoot. That's like the one thing that I figured out from all this. Nobody's ever seen a Bigfoot. So if nobody's ever seen a Bigfoot in this world, you cannot see a Bigfoot in my world. Okay. You got, something has to happen in order for you, for that Bigfoot to want you to be, notice him. You know what I mean? And so in the case of this, there's a couple of hunters that come across a rabbit. In the, I don't know if you saw the preview pages that we did, but uh, that are up on the website. But uh, there's they're hunting a rabbit, and they accidentally shoot Bigfoot instead as he's petting the rabbit, and so he kind of phases in and fucks him up. I mean, that's just the best way to put it. And it's just seven panels fast of do 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 do, and they're down for the count, and you got a Bigfoot, you know, in in position, you know. So if you go to the website BigfootNoseKarate.com, you can see on the preview pages. Uh, that's all right there for you to take a look at. I love it, man. And how did you even hook up with Casey to work on this project? So Casey, Casey is my 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 writer in shining armor. Uh, he uh, we met over the comicjam.com. Uh, the comic jam is uh, something that Casey runs. It is a uh, a workshop for writers uh, and artists. They do um. The writers vote on a theme each week. They get one week to write that one-page comic based on that theme. One page, no more than six panels. Those those scripts are then divvied out to artists randomly, and then the artists have one month to complete the page. That's the deal. 
I found them on Instagram. I don't know who found who and I'm whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, I found them said, Hey, can I come play with you guys? And they said, sure. And this was, uh, I had taken a break from comics for a while. I was raising my family and doing that sort of thing. And uh, I said to them, can we, uh, you know, can I play? And they said, sure. Sent me a script, started drawing. And we, you know, Casey and I had started a conversation from there. Uh, that was like three years ago. And he, for three years, he's been busting my haggis saying to me, Hey man, when are you going to get off your ass and do something with that Bigfoot character? Well, then the pandemic happened. Okay. And uh, so Casey's still saying to me, what are you going to do with that character? And I finally said, Hey, uh, um, I've got an idea. I got a script or I got at least a framework. And so I sent Casey what I had. It was, you know, which is now like a 52 page manifesto for the first issue alone. <laughs> and uh, we've, uh, we've, we, uh, we bounced it back and forth. You know, I have a framework for what the five issues are going to be and what issue one was going to be, but Casey really, you know, put some guidance into it. I'm used to doing those one shot comics those comedy comics, quick, funny, haha, and we're done. And Casey, you know, helped me put, kind of really look at this cinematically and, you know, put the framework together and put the beats down. And then we're working the dialogue together. So it's a very collaborative project, very collaborative. And uh, just a shout out to Casey's other project. He has a book called Voodoo Child uh, that he does with a guy named Pete Woods. Uh, that is awesome. It's a zombie uh, voodoo zombie uh, situation going on in Vietnam War. It's actually pretty pretty horrific and incredible. So if you're looking for something to look uh, looking for something like that, check out Voodoo Child. Um, but Casey, yeah, Casey's been incredible on this project. He's really helped steer it and uh, keeping my crazy ass straight. You know, keeping all the hair in my head so I'm not just losing it over the course of the the while this Kickstarter is going on. That's for sure. So. so- how's how's the crowdfunding journey been for you you know have you done it before and if so you know how successful have you been in it no oh no this is my first time this is my very first time i've worked on other people's projects that are doing a crowdfunding but this is my very first time to do a um, creator own book on on a kickstarter and uh so far so good i mean like who knows we we launched october 13th but what may i say that the instagram community has been incredible um, I can't tell you how thankful I am to everyone who's liked, shared, commented, or the 50 plus people who have done fan art for Bigfoot Knows Karate. I mean, huh. we haven't had a book out yet, and there's already 50 pieces of over 50 pieces of fan art floating around oh, wow. for Bigfoot. Um, and I've got guys that mailed me this recently, you know. Say, and well, hold up. Hold yeah. on. We get, let's make that a little bigger right there. Look at that. Yeah. Fire. Yeah, let me, uh, I mean, I've got, they mail me stuff, Al. I mean, I've got artwork. Uh, I got, you got to see this. I mean, this one, this was a piece of fan art. What? <laughs> this one, yeah. Can you, not that one. Yeah, yeah. Both of them, but can you see that? That was a piece of fan art. Oh and my God, that is so sick, dude. So sick. His name is Adam Caswell. I liked it so much. I, I bought it from him and I'm using it for a variant cover on our deluxe edition. Oh, so, fire, yo. So you give back to the community. That shit is fire enough, huh? Dude, I listen. I, we're, look, we've been fortunate enough to get this much artwork, right? We've been so fortunate enough. Um, so what I'm doing as uh, this, the deluxe edition came out of really out of uh, listening to the audience. Because we received so much fan art, I came up with the idea of doing. A regular edition, 30 pages, 
And then a uh, deluxe edition, 44 pages. And it's going to be the 30-page story plus a 10 pages of fan art plus a couple of extra pages of extra sketches that were done by me. And uh, kind of showing the future where we're going. And something really special. We're doing a director. We're doing a director's commentary roundtable video uh, that is exclusive to the to the deluxe edition. You scan the QR code, and it takes you right to a video with myself, Casey, and a couple of other wonderful individuals who are going to sit there, and we're going to dissect the book from page to page, the origins, where we're going, what's going on in the book, and where we're going. Because, like I said, there's a fat little twist at the end of this comic, and Ooh. so we've been really hush hush on the plot so this is our opportunity for us to go and just kind of and drop us get to say all the shit we haven't been able to say since january february you know man i even thought of a funny extra tier for you imagine a signed bigfoot sock (laughs) it's like the shack size sock yeah yeah signed by you guys but it's the bigfoot sock that's hilarious that's hilarious. I think that would be a very funny tier that people would appreciate. Very unique. Especially if he uses colors. <laughs> That's right. The uh, You know, we've got some cool tiers. I mean, we're really trying to keep it simple to the book, you know. But the deluxe edition with that with that um, director's commentary, I've never seen anybody do that before, That's you know. Awesome. Yeah, so that's cool. And then we got Josh Flower um, did an amazing piece of fan art for Bigfoot. And uh, I, people loved it so much on Instagram. They were like, you need shirts of that. So I worked out a deal. We're going to do shirts of that. So, so that is this where you thing. found everybody? Is this where your tribe has found you? Just through Instagram? Instagram. Instagram. Really? Yep. Just, listen, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people interested, especially comic creators. Like, how the hell did you create such a big audience on Instagram already? So what, what's your technique? What's your secret? What What's the sauce, brother? Um, have a hook. Have a hook. I mean, seriously, the look at the name on the bottom of the screen. Bigfoot knows karate. I'm not trying Epa. to be egotistical when I say this, but like that grabs people's attention. It does. It made it me does. like I said, I already have the imagination. Like I said, this motherfucker kicking your chest, you have probably the biggest foot imprint in your life ever. Right. On your on your upper torso, not your chest. Man, I love a good hook, dude. I mean, look, I work in, like I said, I work as a creative director. I work in advertising and marketing, man. So I'm like one of those people that uh Oh, uh, the uh, Bill Hicks said, "Go out in the street and kill yourself." You know, but if you know who <laughs> Bill Hicks is, right? But, uh, but uh, you know, but Bill Hicks was right too. But that's okay. Um, I need to make a living. So um, the, but yeah, it's a um, it, for real. I love a hook, and like, and everything in advertising is a hook. How do you grab somebody's attention? How do you get, yeah, pull somebody in? The the title was not, you know, while I came up with it as a funny title, that was not by accident. All at the same time. Um, the design of the character, I mean, it's a Bigfoot wearing a gi, you know, I mean, there's something about that that grabs people's attention. And, uh, yeah, I think to just grab people's, uh, grab their attention, grab capture their, 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 uh, their, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, their imagination. And, you know, one person drew a piece of art, then another person drew a piece of art. I, had a I want to make sure here though, you sure yeah. you did not see one. When you were a child, right? You sure? No, no, no. I'm positive. I grew. I grew up near NASA. They don't have a lot of big feet running around out by. Oh, the space. by near NASA. Did yeah. you see the Elon Musk the other day? His ship in the space. When I was looking at up in the sky in front of my house, it was directly in front of my crib. When all I had to do was look up, 
And all I kept thinking was of Johnny Storm from the Fantastic Four going supernova because there was a mix of fire and a very bright white light. Oh, wow. Oh, that's really cool. So I was like, yo, is that Johnny Storm going supernova right now? Is that what it would look like? <laughs> that's badass, man. The, uh, now the, uh, so I grew, I, you know, someone, no, yeah, I grew up in, yeah, I grew up near NASA, but we, you know, so not a lot of big feet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't big heads, maybe. Big What's heads, that? maybe. Big heads, maybe, but not big feet, right? Right, right. Well, uh, uh, the um, <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it's been a this whole thing has been a, just a trip with people grabbing a hold of it, um, for sure. Uh, I didn't, you know, look. Realism is a big thing in comics, you know, these days. It's a real big thing. These trying, days, yeah. And I'm trying to throw something to, to throw back to a different, to a different, not a different time so much, but like. I want the the artwork to look I want it to grab your attention. I want it to be exciting and fun. It doesn't have to be a realistic. It's a comic book. You know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. I mean, my favorite stuff in comics doesn't doesn't look anything realistic at all, but good writing, good story, good artwork, you know, you'll uh you know, you can make a solid project. I'm not the greatest artist in the world, but I, I'm hoping I can paste something really good together here for you guys that you'll really enjoy. Uh, the style's different. It's very loose. It's very, it's very kinetic. It's got. It's uh, fun. That's what it is. It's fun. Thank bro. you, thank you very much. It's, it's, it's. Uh, I'm having a blast drawing it. It's been. You could uh, tell. You have some yeah. great energy to it. It's, it, it again, it, again. What you're talking about is what I miss in comics. Because yeah, I mean, comics may may have always had some type of commentary nowadays because of social media. That those messages get even exacerbated a lot more, but those the, there are these gems in between, like Bigfoot knows karate that, that understand that comic books are meant to be fun, telling a fun story to take you away from real life, even if it is for just fifteen effing minutes. Well, yeah, I mean, like you remember? I mean, look, I I was a kid in the eighties. I nineties was when image. I was ninety two. I was sixteen when image popped in ninety two, and so I remember a time in comics where you could just, you know, where Scarlet Witch could just go, and then like just like something would happen, and everybody, like, yeah. you know, and that would be the end of it. Now it's all formulas and you know science behind it and all of that, which is cool. It's just you know. I'm not a scientist. I can't write that stuff. I can write, hey, blah, and ah, and that's it. You know, yeah. I can write that. You know, I can keep it simple. You research uh, enough. Please don't make it any harder. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and so with Bigfoot, I mean, yeah, it's just I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do something more mature for a more mature audience that, uh, you know, that is that I love Tarantino movies. You know, I, I, I like yeah, right. I mean, I dig Bruce Lee movies. I dig the you know, Itmon. I dig that kind of thing. Um, oh my big, god, Itmon is fire, bro! Dude, it's fire. Exactly. Uh, we were out last night or a couple nights ago on the waiter. So I said, "How is the uh, shrimp? Whatever he was, he goes, it's fire." I said, "All right, dude." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I literally, I went, I picked up my phone. I went like this to, on my phone and I held it up to my to my uh, daughter, and it was just fire emojis. And she went, you know, because like. It, the same thing had happened to her. Hey, look at my Vegas. dad trying to be cool. What's oh, shit. No. Well, it's funny because the same thing happened to her in Vegas recently. She was in Vegas and because she's over 21. And she was in Vegas and she goes, um, 
and I, she asked somebody something, and they go, it's fire. And so we were just like, <laughs> but, and I use the fire emoji all the time. And God, man, I have had to like learn my lingo since getting on Instagram. And like, yeah, I found myself writing, it's dope on something. And then I rewrite, rewrite. Uh, oh man, being like, it's in the nineties. I still use that. It's dope. What up, it's fam? Dope. You yeah. know, what's up, mi gente? They, like somebody said that shit the other day to me, not too long ago, actually. When I say, yo, thank you, fam. They're like, what is this? The nineties? I'm like, <laughs> Fuck off, fam. I'm still fam. Why the fuck is that word dated? Get the hell out right. of here, asshole. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm 45, dude. I just turned 45 not long ago, you know? No, so right. I'm only a year older than you, kiddo. But look at yeah. you. Look at you with that just for men and me letting it be natural. <laughs> now, look. It's good, no. Hey, 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 hey. It's getting there. You're, you're, not, you're not dying your shit, right? There's not no, a, no, no, not, no. Not dying for make commercial. All right. Now, it's funny. Sense. It's a funny story, though. Uh, several years ago, I'm at a comic convention, right? And I'm at Alamo City Comic Con. And I'm sitting with a bunch of other creators from the Texas area here. And we're all having drinks. I'm drinking my tequila, Don Julio. And we're all hanging oh, out. And one of the guys and I are kind of in a side conversation. He goes, so you're in your, you know, your late 30s at this point. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, so uh, what are you using? What are you you using? I'm not using anything. What do you mean? And he goes, goes, you know, for your hair, you got no grays, you know, and all that. And I said, no, man, I I got used like this shampoo and that and that gel. And that's my day. And I said, he goes, are you? And he's looking at me and I said, why? What are you using? And he got beat red and pale white. And I'm like, and I I was like, I said, we won't talk about this any further. How's that, sir? And he goes, okay, fine. And like, but like he got busted. No, I'll I'll, listen. I, my granddad was bald when I, when I, when he was a kid, I figured for sure by the time I was 19, this would all be gone. Yeah. I'm writing the, I'm writing the, uh, I'm in the gravy days still. And I'm going to. Yeah, bro. You and me both. Cause my dad, my dad, that shit gone. I wear a cap, but you know, I got hair, bro. Come on now. Yeah, man. I mean, look, look at this mess. Look at this. <laughs> I'm like Samson. If you cut this shit off, bro, you cut I'm that shit off, and all the power goes away. <laughs> yeah, bro. The Puerto Rican uh, Samson and this motherfucker. Oh man. So, um, but man, I don't know, dude. It's the book is killer. I'm having a blast doing this shit. So, when sure. can we really expect the book, man? When's the project going live? What's popping, bro? Okay, uh, October. People need to start investing. Yeah, October thirteenth, we go live. Okay, on on, uh, on what. On on Kickstarter, nice. Okay. And why okay. Kickstarter as opposed to Indiegogo? Because lately, just just, the, just you know, I just want to pick your brain here. I had a lot of creators come lately. They're like, oh yeah, we're gonna use Indiegogo more because it seems to allow us to a little bit more freedom as opposed to a Kickstarter where if we don't reach the goal, we're done. Indiegogo, even if we don't reach the goal, we could still proceed. Sure. So you know, why why, why Kickstarter over Indie for you? I don't need training wheels. Let's go big, dude. Epa, yo, shots fired, yo. Shots fired, son. Shots fired on that. Well, I don't want it to be like that, but it's just like, you know, I mean, look, I want to. No, no, that's some real talk, though. It's like you either go hard or not at all. Yeah, let's make it happen. Look, dude, I'm not. Look, I don't expect this thing to make 50 grand, okay? I'm making a comic book. My wife and I, when when I got back into doing this, she said, do it as long as you're having fun, okay? That was the big deal. And because I've been through the fun times and I've been through the shit show of comics, man, the world, the world of comic and the world of indie comics <laughs> is paved. The, the, the road to indie comics hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. OK, like yeah, but a, a, a lot of under that good intention, there's a lot of shit kind, kind of as the concrete. Exactly. And so, look, I've been I've been promised a lot of things. 
that, you know, people have said, I'm going to get this for you. I'm going to get that for you. You want, Dan, you want to get Masters of the Obvious to Cartoon Network? I'm your guy. Dan, I'm going to do this for you. I'll get you hooked up with this person over here. You know, I've had a lot of that happen to me in the early years of doing comics. When I took a break, yeah, I was raising a family. I had my, um, I had a hard time with my creative partner. I watched him break down and eventually he's not with us anymore. Unfortunately, he, 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 yeah, I I watched him fall into a, into the world drugs and like bad. And I watched that happen. I had people steal script stuff from me. I've had all sorts of things happen. I needed to break. I was tired. I was done. I miss and I miss Bond every day. I miss you, buddy. Seriously, uh, that's uh, I'm so right sorry, there, kid. Bro, I can't miss- imagine losing a creative partner. Like he was 11 years younger than me, like a little brother that I never knew I needed. And he was. Uh, I loved that kid from the day we met at a 24 hour comic day. We met. We you did a 24 hour comic day. How's that, oh, yeah. famous, bro? Oh God, that's hell on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Hellraiser, I put the pinhead coming at you right now. Yeah, hold on. Let me show you something. I love it, bro. 24-hour uh, comic day, bro. I can't do the, that. This one right here. This is a Latex Avenger almost 24-hour excellent adventure. Okay? I only have a few of these left. Yeah, that's this a dope-ass cover, bro. This is done by a guy named Devin Lawson, the cover. We did the we did the interior black and white because there was just no way, right? Love it. But uh, it's that's why we called it almost 24-hour, but it was like my, uh. my, myself and... Uh, Myself and another guy, we wrote this together, uh, a Latex Avenger story. And then it was uh, like three, four, five, six of us drew it. And so we wrote the story to every time that they jumped dimensions, the artist would change with it. So it would explain why the art kept changing throughout the book. So, you know, the characters are eating alphabet soup, get sucked into the uh, sucked into some sort of vortex. And they're off in the Democratic states of America and the Republican states of America and some <laughs> sex, sex crazed um Kaiju, not Kaiju, anime world and all sorts of I hope not a Kaiju, bro. Sex crazy Kaiju with the No, no, no. I just got got my words wrong, son. Uh, But uh, then they end up, and Ziggy, you know, Ziggy's in it for crying out loud. Yeah, you can see Ziggy's right there. It's bad news. Oh, Uh, look at that. That's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, a lot of fun, but we did that in 24 hours. But Bon and I met the year before at that, and uh, we just hit it off, dude. He was. Uh, he started working on Latex Avenger with me, and then we did uh, <laughs> Masters of the Obvious and all that shit. But when after he was gone and I was uh, needing some time to figure some things out, and once I kind of got through that, I started doing some work for, like, Drew Edwards' Halloween Man book. I did some interiors for him. I did some yeah, covers. Yeah, I had Drew him. Edwards on the podcast, too, man. Awesome. Check that I'm out. Going to, I'm going to Drew's house tonight for his birthday. So, Oh, man, tell him happy birthday. I man. will, man. Omega, for real. Bro. I will. We had him not too long ago, man. He's an awesome creator himself, man. Oh, Drew's badass, dude. Yeah, he is. Drew's absolutely badass. So I did some work for Drew. And Drew's actually a very big reason for me doing this book as well. He's like, when are you oh. going to get back in the game, dude? When are you going to get back in the game? And he and I are actually doing a crossover. We got Halloween Man meets Latex Avenger coming out in 2022. Yeah, but that fucking name, bro. Every time I hear it, it just puts a smile to my face. Fucking Latex Avenger. This just sounds so horrible. Avenger, I can't, I can't imagine, bro. Ah, dude. Ah, ah dude. I mean, it's just, just, what does Latex Avenger do, bro? Look at his mother. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. So he's a buffoon, really. He's, he's uh, you know, the two characters, the two main characters, Latex Avenger and Spermicidal Foam Lab, uh, they're, they like the brains of the operation is the kid. 
You're the 12 year old boy in a onesie shooting spermicidal foam guns. He's the brains of the operation. Spermicidal okay? foam. Oh my God. So Homicidal, cold. genocidal, spermicidal, dude. Don't Emma. mess with him. He's, he's crazy. He'll make so. you pregnant with a gun. <laughs> that just sounds so. horrible, bro. That's all so, I'm saying, bro. Him impregnating women in skirts by accident. Oh, no, 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 no. They don't impregnate them. They keep, you know, that's the whole no, thing. No, but I'm saying, though, when you say oh. spermicidal gun, all I'm, I'm saying my imagination is leading oh. me to the worst. I'm sorry, Gotcha. Bro. Gotcha. Yeah, don't dude. let Al Mega write a comic because a spermicidal gun <laughs> or just make a whole bunch of Virgin Marys all over the world. Like, how the hell is this happening? That's hilarious. <laughs> so that's I'm actually what... With the Virgin Mary, that's actually what happened in that and that cereal thing. They found the Virgin Mary in their alphabet cereal. In the alphabet <laughs> cereal, it says Virgin Mary, but they read it wrong and it actually said Virgin Mary, and they get sucked into the O, and they're off to the race, into the oh, cereal. It's a mess. It's a, Wilford Brimley's in it, Shazizzle. Wilford Brimley, oh, my yeah. God, bro. That man, you know, all I remember is that motherfucker's mustache over time, bro. The Dude, most famous... Know- well, He's the same age. He was the same age in Cocoon as Paul Rudd was in Ant-Man. Isn't that insane? Yes, I saw ah. that. Yo, Paul Rudd is immortal. He has found a found Paul, you better give up your goddamn secret now because we're, we're going to come after you. Where, Dude, where's, where's the motherfucking fountain? He's drinking Dick Clark's blood, didn't you know? I mean, seriously, that's the only thing I can understand. You know, he's probably got vials of it in his freezer somewhere. Hey, Uh, hey, Paul, we need to know. (laughs) (laughs) We need some Dick Clark blood, Paul. Can you hook us up? We want to stay young forever. Oh, man. That is crazy, yo. Those wild things. Not even him. Uh, Then they present another actor, which I happened to see on a train one day in New York. Uh, he was the guy that played uh, Mixaplex on, on the original um, on Smallville. Okay. So I remember one day I'm on the train. Wifey's pregnant. I'm on 14th Street on the L train. I come in the cart with my wife, wifey. I sit her down, you know, help her. I'm, I'm, we're talking. I just look across. I look at my wife, and then I had to do this triple take. I was like, he looks at me. And all he does is just smile and just put his head down. I said, holy fucking shit. No, it's not. <laughs> He's just there, like we like going over um lines. I'm seeing oh, that's it. awesome. So I oh shit, this is so fucking cool. Like well, I'm not gonna bother him. This is before I had comic crew, you know? Right. If I had comic crew, then I would have bothered the shit out of him. Sure. Hey, <laughs> hey yo, bro, let me record you right now. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you want to do an interview? Come on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love these. Like, like my boy says, because because start ugly, bro. I would have been with with my forehead. What up, brother? Let's do it. Oh, <laughs> so, what what's the before we go? What's the biggest yeah. lesson you've learned in your journey thus far, bro? That you could share with up and coming creators, bro. Get yourself some work ethic. Ooh. Get yourself Ooh. some damn work ethic. Everybody talks about it. Talks a good game. I don't care. I'm going to do a book. I don't care if it's a novel. I don't care if it's a comic book. How many how many relatives, you know, you say, oh, you should write a book. Or I'm going to write a book. And nobody ever does it. You want to do <laughs> it? Do it. Okay? I mean, look, talent will get you oh so far, dude. But I'll work outwork all of you. Okay? I will outwork all of you. I work a 55, 60-hour work week anyway. I do my book. I got my family. I will... Do what I need to do. Casey's the same way. He will work and do what he needs to do in order to make sure this book gets done. And that's really the big thing. I'm really trying to have this book completed before it hits Kickstarter. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I've got maybe I'm maybe two pages off by the time we go we go to launch. Uh, but I mean, it's a 30 page comic. I'm drawing 27 right now. 
You know what I mean? I'll be done before the, I'll be done within a week of the, of the campaign launching. You know what I mean? And um, so that is really important to me that we get this, uh, that this book comes out timely fast. You know, you guys get it. There's no, there is no excuse for not doing what you say you're going to do. There's no excuse for not. So you're going to put something out in the universe and say, this is what I'm putting out there. I want you to pledge money to me. Damn it. You better do it. You know? And so that's, that's where I come from. That's, that's the, the head, the headspace that I'm in. I'm grateful for everybody who supports us. I don't want to let anybody down that, you know, so get some work ethic and be true to your word because you ain't get, if your word ain't shit, you ain't shit. Yeah. Ain't that the truth, bro? Yeah, man. Don't be horseman or folks. Don't no. think like that, bro. Don't be full. Don't be a room full of booze and methane. You know, don't talk right. no shit. You know, get right. it done. Which is the truth. Which is why you know, even I, you know, I work on my hustle hard. I see you working your hustle hard, and those words are just so true, coming just from an entrepreneurial perspective, bro. That's so right. Get get on that hustle. That and that's the word you just said. The right word, right there, Al. Entrepreneur. Look, dude, we all love comics, right? And we all, yeah, I want to write, you want to draw, whatever you want to do. Yeah, that's great. Like, do it. But nobody did any of, nobody ever made a comic book to not show it to the world. Yeah, it's a business, You know what I mean? It's a business. It's a business. And, like, we want to work with our friends. And Casey's my buddy. I've known him for years now. We've never met face-to-face. He's in Alabama. I'm in Austin. Really? Never? Never met. Never met. But, uh. We Zoom, we talk on the phone three days a week, you know, but like we've never met. Um, the, but it's a business, man. And you're only as, you know, any business is only as good as the product and only as good as their word. And the more we look at it as a business, then, you know, we can't just expect people to buy the comic because it's a comic and they like comics. You know what I'm saying? Like it, there has to be more to it than that. Um, they have to actually want it. And, you know, they buy the first book off of hype. And, you know, really, the second book, we'll see what really happens there, if they really liked it or not and came back for more. That's the challenge is selling book two, not book one. You know, hopefully yeah. we sell book one. But it's like it's like the uh, music, right? You know, the, the first album, the rookie outfit sells, you know. But you know what? The longevity is, can you sell your sophomore album? Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not a big fan of the band, but it's a really good example. Pearl Jam, right? Okay. Uh, Pearl Jam, that first album, 10, like Fire. it was, an, it was, that, that was an incredible album, right? For what it was back in the day, that was an incredible album. Yeah. But like they had years to make that album. There was not a bad song on the album. Then the next one came out and I was like, what the shit is this? Because they got to go turn that album. thing in 18. Yeah. yeah, they got to go return. They got to turn that second one in eighteen months, not the seven years they spent working on it. You know, um, you now once you get in there big, now you got to come in with with the next one, and you got to come. You got to come in harder and faster and better. So before we go, man, how far ahead are you on stories, though? I mean, you know, in art, no. you know, mentally, like how far ahead are we? Oh, this is a five issue arc. This is a five issue arc. I've got that mark. I've got that arced out already. Books two through five. Those have already been the basic plots have already been put together. We're already writing. We're already writing book two. In fact, that's the conversation I was having right before I got on with you is we were talking about book two. Um, Hopefully the dream would be after book one is, you know, done. uh, Casey can make his way out to Austin for a weekend. We can spend a couple of days working 
And the bromance begins. Yeah, the bromance <laughs> begins. Spend a couple of days working in the daytime, throw something on the grill, and then at, you know, at night go hit the bars and that sort of thing. You know, go have some yeah. fun. You gotta um, do it like the English, because apparently the best ideas come at a pub. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. And I don't know if they'd serve a lot of Don Julio tequila at the uh, at the I, pub. I, I can't fuck with you. You keep saying Don Julio tequila. You will. You know what's gonna happen at Al Mega if he drinks that shit? You're gonna have to. Throw me in the trunk of your car, you know, <laughs> while you go eat. Just let me sleep it off because I cannot. I can't fuck with tequila, bro. Uh, I, 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 I could fuck with, uh, you know, beer. I could fuck with vodka, but I okay. cannot mess with tequila. That, that, that? That's Al Mega's kryptonite, son. So uh, are you on Instagram, Al? Of course, as the real okay. Omega, as Comic Crusaders, either or, brother. Perfect. Okay, so listen, I would like to invite you to something on the 13th of October. We're doing a live, we're doing a live launch party for the Kickstarter for the Kickstarter launch. Okay. It's gonna start at 6:30 that night, uh, 6:30 Central. Okay, you're on the East Coast, so 7:30 your time. And then we're gonna we're gonna press the button live at eight o'clock Eastern, seven central. Okay. I will be drinking that evening. I hope you come and join me. We're gonna have yeah. Uh, Casey's going to be on the live. We're inviting a bunch of other friends uh, to come on the live, other creators to come on the live with us. We're going to recycle people in and out, stick for five or 10 minutes. Come hang out with us for a little bit, Al. I'd love to have you out there. Well, you can have a vodka. I'll have a tequila, or maybe I'll do a Moscow mule vodka thing with you, you know? Uh, uh, I'll give me a shot of Henny because I I like cognac. Oh, you're a Hennessy guy. Okay. No, not just Hennessy. I like, I like Carassier over Hennessy. Okay, Cavassier sure. too. Have you had that Hennessy White? How is that? Oh, oh my God. I did get to have a sample of that when I went to the liquor store. That That's yeah. a rep there. Oh, my dude. What a smooth and tasty. You know what? That's really dangerous. That's what I'll tell you on yeah. that one. It's yeah. too good that it's dangerous. Like, I, right, you know what? This would put me on the floor like right quick if I ain't careful. <laughs> yeah, no, my buddy Stan was drinking it. We were out in Mexico and he was drinking it and he was like, You gotta try this. I said, I'm not a Cavassia guy, dude. He's like, yeah, no, or, I'm, not, I'm not a I'm not a uh, Hennessy guy. Cognac, he was, yeah. Let's drink cognac. And I and I said, just drink it. I said, All right, let's go. I was like, Oh shit, that's good. Yeah, oh man. shit, that's good. That was that was I was not expecting it to be I that. like that. And and then I even yeah. like the Dominican drink Añejo, which is a Dominican rum. I've never had that. Oh, bro, añejo, um, oh. and you got to get the one called extra viejo, which means you know aged. Okay, bro, it, it, yo, let me tell you that my father-in-law he used to out drink the shit out of me. You know, tr- you know, father-in-law showing up the son-in-law type shit. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Like, let me show my daughter that this motherfucker's a total, you know, pussy. He can't, <laughs> drink. he I can right. So he used to fuck me up for years. I used to be like, I can't no more. Until the day came, my brother, and it happened with this specific drink. Like this is his drink, but I don't know. My stamina that day was on like an it's a game. You ever had those days of superpower drinking? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. That's the day. And bro, I'm drinking shots, and all of a sudden, I realized an hour later, where's my father-in-law? I'm looking. I asked my wife, "What happened? Where is he?" Oh, go check the room. His his uh. His uh, girl said it at the time. <laughs> I go check the room. Homie is in the bed. He looks at me. Okay, I admit you beat me. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
That's I'm like, awesome. yes. I, and ever since then, we've gotten along so well, which is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, my my father in law and I do our best when there's some when there when there's some sort of potable around us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's when we're at our but we do our best work together when there's something to imbibe. So uh, I love it. I get it. I it's get fun. it. Isn't it fun? Yeah, family, yeah. bro. Don't you love them? You gotta so, love bro, him, you've been fun, bro. You're awesome, bro. I love your oh, you energy. Too, I love what you're doing with the karate. I mean, what else can we expect from you? Is there anything outside of Bigfoot we could, we're gonna get from you soon? So, 2022, we're gonna get you'll get the uh, Halloween Man meets Latex Avenger crossover between <laughs> myself and Drew Edwards. Uh, we're going to be doing that. Uh, the artwork's being done by, uh, Paulo Hernandez. So, uh, Paulo's a great guy. I've known Paulo, I've known Drew and Paulo both for years. They're both here in Austin. Uh, great, uh, a great comic community here in town. And, uh, so we're going to be doing that. And, uh, so I'm looking forward to that because Drew's plot, we co, we co-scripted it together. He sent me the script. And so all I did was just erase all the word bubbles for Latex Avenger and Spermicidal Foam Lad. And I wrote in the, so he, he scripted his guys. I scripted my guys. And that's what we, oh, and nice. yeah. And so, and that's because, you know, you know, your characters, you know what I mean? You know, your characters. I can now I'm seeing some Larry David type banter going on in this battle. Oh God. No well, Really, it's more uh, Latex Avengers is hitting on Halloween Man's girlfriend throughout the entire thing, and her smacking oh, him around a lot because she ain't taking his shit. And I don't blame her. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, the guy's just a predatory suit waiting to happen. You know what I mean? Latex Avengers says it all. Jesus Christ! Yeah, like, you know what? I want you, but I'll be safe. <laughs> yeah. So we got that book coming out. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then, you know, I'm hoping that. Uh, Bigfoot Nose Karate 2 will be out in 2022. Uh, that is obviously the big goal uh, to get the, you know, to keep pumping out Bigfoot Nose Karate comics. I want this five-issue arc. First nice. issue is called uh, Bigfoot Nose Karate Hunter Prey. And that's really the kind of the crux of the story that anyone can be a hunter, anyone can be a prey at any given time. And you got Cthulhu, you got Bigfoot, you got karate. You know, I mean, you got all sorts of crazy shit happening. Uh, so that's the big stuff that's happening for me right now. I'll probably play with the with the Comic Jam a little bit over the next couple of months after the book's done. So if you've never heard of that, check out thecomicjam.com. Uh, that's Casey's baby uh, over there, uh, the, 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 the workshop that we do. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That's me in a nutshell, though, Al. Wonderful, brother. Listen, you've been an amazing guest. Thanks for hanging out with me. Thank you for talking about the greatness of Bigfoot. Your passion is like, you know, like just protruding through through the screen. I get it. I'm feeling it too, but I'm an energetic brother and I love this energy that that, that we're here that, that we're having here, bro. You're awesome, bro. I'm digging it. Yeah, I man, can't wait too. to hopefully meet you in person one day. If you ever come to Florida and do a convention, you know, just let me know, brother. Oh, are you on the, you're in you're in Florida now, not up in up in New York then? No, I'm in Orlando. Oh you're in Orlando. Okay. I will be there because I will be doing listen Here's my goal in 2022. I, 2022. I want to get out to the conventions. Nice. I don't want to stay in Texas. I want to get out. So yeah, I'm, man. So the world. Let yeah, Bigfoot man. travel. Well, <laughs> I got in 2013. I got right as I was leaving comics. I got invited to, or I got accepted into New York Comic Con. You know, I oh, got yeah. I did the application. I got accepted, and I had to for just enough reasons. I had to say, nah, I'm going to pass. I handed oh. my badge to somebody else. So that's my goal, man. 2020, 20, uh, 2022. I want to get back to New York City. I want to get back to New York Comic Con and uh, do what I should have done. What would have been eight years later? You know what I mean. So um, 
get Bigfoot out to the universe, but I'd like to hit up Emerald City up in Washington. I'd like to get to C2E2 in Chicago. I know they got some good stuff down there in Florida. And plus, yes. you know, a wintertime, a wintertime convention in Florida does not sound like the worst idea ever. You know what I mean? No, it doesn't, man. Definitely. You can still wear your sandals and, yeah. and your tent top. You know, where you could wear your Texas suit of armor if you want, and you'll be I'm fine, good. bro. <laughs> I'm good. I'm uh, flip flops will do me just fine. There we go, brother. Yeah, kick ass, brother. If you come down here for real, I would definitely love to hook up with you, Andy, whomever. We have a couple of brews, talk some good comics, even record our shenanigans, and maybe we'll actually see Bigfoot in Florida because this is Florida. God knows what the hell you see sometimes. Florida man, Bigfoot. I can't wait, dude. Sounds great. Yeah, I could see him though, right? He has big chanclas and all. <laughs> <laughs> I can have a good time with that one. That's awesome, Puerto dude. Rican Bigfoot wears chanclas. I love it, dude. I love it. I love it. Yeah, everybody, make sure please check it out. BigfootKnowsKarate.com. Follow the big homie Dan on Twitter right here and IG. All right. Follow, unfortunately, his homie that couldn't be here today, but follow Casey on Twitter and IG right there. And please be aware that Kickstarter dropping soon. You can actually visit this link now. And, you know, uh, get notified when it goes live. And it's going to be the link when it goes live anyway. So then you're going to have it. No excuse not to pitch in. This is what comics is about, all right? <laughs> it's about <laughs> fun and, and entertainment and humor. So it, it's wonderful, brother. I really appreciate what you do. So your flowers now. Thank you for being creative. Thank you for sharing your journey. Thanks for putting yourself out there and not being scared. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people. Thank you for being awesome, bro. Oh, man, thank you for having me, Al. I appreciate it. No, that's all right, brother, man. This is what we're here for. Comic Crusaders is here for the independent comic book community always. And with that, I'll just tell you what to do, folks. I'm Al Mega with the amazing Dan Price, not related to Vincent. Hasta la próxima. Later. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 